for the week of May 23rd, 2021. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. And I am Gaia. Wait, I am Josh. You are Josh. And here, my friend, is your news. All right. Josh, how do you feel about uh, 32-bit era pixel art? I love 32-bit era pixel art. Mm, I'm glad. I'm glad because uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite, and I'm happy to let you know that Axis Games and developer Rare Breed Makes Games have announced <laughs> Blazing Strike, a new 2D fighting game coming to consoles and PC a year from now, spring of 2022. Specific consoles not announced, but Josh, this game is inspired by arcade classic fighting games uh, from industry great, greats such as Capcom, SNK, and SNK. Oh my gosh. Man, the trailer for this gave me some real Street Fighter 3 vibes. Ooh. And Street Fighter 3 is my favorite Street Fighter. I love that art style. I love that era. Um, it, it looks incredible. Uh, there is also There are also videos out there. If you go to Rare Breed, um, if you go to their YouTube page, uh-huh. It shows some like rough like proof of concept <laughs> videos and sometimes some of the animation bits are missing so some of the details like as they do as they do moves as they kick or punch or whatever like as they kick like maybe the laces on their shoes and the details on their shoes will disappear oh. so it'll look kind of janky but what they have out there uh and and what you what you can see from these trailers uh i'm super excited it gives me like the street fighter alpha kind of vibes or street fighter 3 third strike kind of vibes i love that era of games i i I just like the art style of that era so according to them uh blazing strike evokes the excitement and nostalgia of 2d pixel art genre pioneers while incorporating a unique games system with modern mechanics Blazing Strike features a four-button system with six normal attacks, light, medium, heavy uh, punches and kicks, as well as three defense moves, block, guard, and parry. A rush trigger enables fighters to execute fast-paced attacks and movements, but using it will slowly drain the rush meter, sending the character into a temporary groggy state. This allows players to execute exciting combos while having to manage the rush meter. And the game will have three play modes, Josh, story, arcade, and versus, with training, sparring, an online match via personal AI, and online play powered by GGPO. Wow. Dude, this is awesome. This looks amazing. Doesn't it? Doesn't? Are you watching a trailer or just uh, screens? No, I'm just looking at screenshots. Um, what I immediately got, like you're talking about Street Fighter Alpha and maybe some Third Strike. It's got that inspiration, inspiration to it for real. Yeah. Um, what I'm initially feeling when I see these screenshots, and especially the, like the art and stuff, is is like I wish it was a part of the um, Power Instinct universe. Mm. If you remember that series, that was like a arcade series, and then it wound up getting uh, put onto the Neo Geo with like the Rage of the Dragons, and I think it was Matra Melee was a couple of them. This has got that feeling, dude. I'm really stoked. It looks cool, right? Hell yeah, it looks amazing. Now I've 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 been saying for a while that I wish more developers and especially indie developers would kind of go back to this style of animation. You know, we see a lot of like 8-bit, 16-bit inspired indie games and, you know, that's all well and good. But man, this is like, to me, this is when pixel art was at its like finest, you know, because kind of after this, it got into like polygons and, you know, more computer generated stuff. And it, it, I love this 
this uh, era of pixel art. It's just so beautiful to me. So much detail, so cool looking. So I hope we see more of this kind of thing. So I'll definitely yeah, this, be picking this, this up. The style of retro um, style gaming, or like you said, pixel art gaming has kind of gone from 8 into 16-bit. It's almost like it's evolving progressing yeah. at, at a natural rate and now we've hit 32 bits so here we are john you've arrived it's 2021 <laughs> i know right uh in other fighting game news uh sega will host the virtual virtua fighter x esports man this is a it's a tongue twister virtua fighter x esports project official announcements live stream Whew, that was a lot Basically, they're going to yeah. do a fucking they're going to do a fucking live stream about Virtua Fighter on May twenty seventh. All right, so in just under a week, uh, uh, it, it it will uh, it, uh, it will be discussing the new Virtua Fighter game, kinda, um, on the Virtua Fighter YouTube channel. You can go there. They just announced and launched that channel. There's nothing there to see now. But uh, you can go there and subscribe. So when they make this announcement in the middle of night, in the middle of the night, our time, uh, you can wake up in the morning and see what they're talking about. So despite being not yet officially announced, the Virtua Fighter X esports project was previously leaked to be Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown for PS4. And in Japan, it is simply going to be titled <laughs> Virtua Fighter Esports. I, uh, my hype for this is skeptical, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want, I want it, right? I get it. Anything Virtua Fighter, I'll take and I'll, I'll consume it and I'm, I'm a sucker for it, right? I mm -hmm. get it. But at the same time, um, if they pull out something straight out of their asshole and say 2022 Virtua Fighter 6, I will legit put money down. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care if I'm broke. Uh, that's yeah. it. It, yep. it makes me wonder if this is like a um, like a test, you know, like they're, they're, they're like, let's, yeah, let's let's see if uh, there's still some passion for Virtua Fighter with the fans. Let's see how this does. And then maybe if it's successful, we'll put more Virtua Fighter stuff out there. Who knows? I think I think the market has room for it, although Blazing Strike. This has got me super hyped. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for it. But I mean, really, like the 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 fighting game genre, there's room for a sequel to Virtua Fighter. You got Street sure. Fighter five out there. You've got what Tekken six. I mean, I'm not even really sure what Tekken we're on right now, but Soul Calibur's out there. Um, and they're all kind of lukewarm. Street Fighter yeah. V is big. I get that. But, but yeah. in, in, gen in general, the fighting game genre is pretty lukewarm right now. And Sega could come. Sega could literally swoop in and say, here's the AAA title. This is the the fighting game. And everyone would be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Sega is really good at this. Yeah. And, so. you know, there aren't really any um, truly 3D, uh, like, non-weapons-based fighters, you know? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like you got Soul Calibur, but that's all weapons based, and it's all weapons. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, moving right along, we've been following this one for a while. Uh, you and I, being old school Bomberman fans, Super Bomberman R Online will finally be uh, released from Stadia Prison, and it will be coming to uh, the PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam as a free to play. Nice free-to-play title later this week on may 27th so uh the Hell same yeah. day we get the uh we get the virtual fighter announcement we also get bomberman online um Damn. the xbox one version will be coming at a later date so konami will also introduce new in-game seasons for all <laughs> platforms uh including the existing stadia version 
Each season will last three months and bring new items, cosmetics, and a new bomber hero. Season 1 is headlined by the addition of Old Snake Bomber from the Metal Gear Solid series, which can be obtained using, of course, in-game bomber coins. Oh, yeah. good. Um, yeah. A battle, wow. a battle pass system was also announced, consisting of silver passes and gold passes. Well, I'm excited for it. I think yeah. this would be really cool, something for us to play. I love Bomberman R and the online thing. We've already talked about it to death. But hey, John. Yeah. John. Yeah. The Stadia, the Stadia is doing just fine, buddy. Oh, I, I it's bet you It's doing just fine. Bet it's you doing did. just fine. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned silver passes and gold passes. Silver pass is free for all players. The more they play Battle 64 mode, the more they can level up and rank their, their you know, level up, level up their <laughs> rank and earn cosmetic rewards and yeah, including taunts, accessories, and poses, and all that business. There are a hundred uh, ranks within there, etc. You get the gist. You've played this free-to-play crap before. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Uh, you know what bothers me about this a little bit, Josh, is they talk about like skins and you know buying. You, you can get uh, you know different skins such as Gradius, Silent Hill, Castlevania, etc. Yep. I have not seen a single hudson based skin which is like come on like it's a hudson yeah. game you know yeah god damn it konami it's <laughs> all konami stuff which is cool i like konami stuff you know i'll i'll, I'll put a you know a, a simon belmont skin on my bomber bomber man i guess that's that's fucking cool but give me a bonk skin man give me a give me a master higgins skin you know give me right. give me any of that uh classic hudson stuff that's what i, I want to see Oh, yeah. yeah, and and I will pay for that. Now, uh, there's a premium pack that you can purchase for ten bucks, and I fig I think I'm gonna play it, um, be- or I'm gonna pay for it because the premium pack allows you to create your own private room match, uh, and you can't do that, I guess, with with just the standard free to play. And I want to play with my friends, you know. I want to play with you guys from the Discord chat, you know. Set up a free Bomberman night. And uh, since it's free to play, and I don't know that everybody needs, this is something we should probably figure out, is does everybody need the premium pack to get into that private room, right? Or can yeah. I can I throw down my 10 bucks and then invite you guys who all have the, uh, you know, the, ple- the plebe version and, uh, and, and, and we can play together? I don't know. We're going to have to find out. You'd think you'd think you'd be able to um, just with the free version. I think you can usually log into a game and then invite your friends to join you. So yeah. hopefully that's as, as simple as that. Yeah, Otherwise they're being stupid with it. So while anyone in the world can jump into a Battle 64 room, the premium pack allows players to create their own private room match with rule sets that include Battle 64. Also standard mode with up to 16 players. So old school Bomberman with six, up to 16 players, or Grand Prix. Grand Prix divides players into two teams of up to uh, 3v3 to compete in earning points with the highest total points after the two battle rounds wins. All right, next up, I'm going to just, uh, I'm just going to throw this out here. We're going to, we're going to cover this a little bit more later, but Nintendo Online announced some new games coming this week, so... I'm excited. I didn't hear what games they were, though, so now I'm really excited. Well, let me tell you. Caveman Ninja, also known as Joe and Mac. Fuck yeah. Uh, Magical Drop 2. Okay. All right. Super Baseball Simulator 1000. Yes! (laughs) I'm dead serious. That is an amazing game. 
Now that's the stu- that's the Super Nintendo version. Yes. Yes. It's the best baseball game ever made. It's uh-huh. a broader bun, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That's the best <laughs> news ever. It's completely uh, simulated. You can uh, you can make your team name. You make your players, and you give them superpowers. Like they can legit jump into the sky and catch balls out of the sky. <laughs> Scared me. <laughs> Josh is scaring kids. Sorry, sorry, I can't. I can't contain my excitement for Super Baseball Simulator 1000 on the Super Nintendo. Hell man, yes, man! Awesome. I should. I should have saved that one for last because uh, sure. because no, no, no. the last Super Nintendo one is Spanky's Quest. Are, are you that excited about that one? Well, for Super Baseball Simulator 1000, I'll be spanking my quest later. <laughs> and then on the NES side, they're only putting out one game, and that is Ninja Jajamaro-kun. So I oh. took I had never heard of this game. It's yeah, you, know, uh, you know, as it sounds like, it's a Japanese game. Uh, it didn't do much for me. The footage of this, I was like, this, I don't get it. Whatever. Um, but weird. I like that they add the weird stuff, you know, the, the obscure stuff. So I'll check it out. Maybe uh, maybe I'll play it and love it. Totally. Uh, more will be discussed on this in a moment, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, that's it for the news this week. Josh, are you ready for some new releases? God, hit me with these new releases. All right, here we go. Biomutant, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I've heard people talking about this. I got no idea what it is. Uh, this one's exciting. I'm not going to download it. I'm not going to play it because it's... I. I don't even have time to, I don't have time. I barely have time to do this freaking podcast, man. Uh, That's true. Final Fantasy 14 coming to PS5. I want to play oh. it. I want to play it so badly. I'm not going to. I can't. I can't do it. Don't make me. Definitely uh, won't. King of Seas. Like the like like the water, not the letter. Uh, it's not like a <laughs> Sesame Street game. Uh, PS4. It's not like uh, wanders from wise. <laughs> right. Uh, it's yeah. It's C apostrophe S. What? Oh my god! <laughs> There's so much hate mail coming in right now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, Man Eater makes its way to Switch. That's a cool game. Uh, it was big on the PS4. It was a budget game. You play as a shark and you freaking eat people. It's awesome. Oh, Josh, like you should check this out. This seems like a game you'd like. Seems like okay. a game you'd like. You can get it for like under ten bucks on PS4 these days. It goes on sale constantly. Right. I got it for my kids. I don't even know if they've cracked the plastic because my kids are stupid. <laughs> All right, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster. That's a lot of title. PS4, Switch, and PC. But it's I a re-release. It's a re-release of a of a classic, uh, classic title in the Mega Ten series. Uh, here's another one: Earth Defense Force World Brothers, for PS4, EDF. Switch, and PC. EDF, EDF. I never got into those games. I, I don't. I don't get it. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, Odd World Collection coming to Switch. That's cool. You know, if, oh, you're, if you're into that thing. Right. What's in that collection, John? Uh, I don't know. We talked about this a month or so ago. I think it's just like the 2D games, and they skipped over oh. Stranger, and you got all pissy about it. And nerd rage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw a vein pop out in your forehead. I was pretty pissed, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset. The Idolmaster Starlit Season. No idea. PS4 or PC. Longest Road on Earth PC. That's uh, otherwise known as Highway 29 through Wisconsin. <laughs> Nothing but farmland, as far as the eye can see. Farmland and Trump signs. Moo. Uh, this is my pick of the week. 
uh, and I have a feeling you're going to be into this too. Wonder Boy, Asha and Monster World, the remake. Very cool. From uh, PS4, for PS4, Switch, and PC. I'll likely pick that one up. It looks good, man. Looks good. Definitely. That is the uh, remaking of uh, Monster World 4, isn't it? Like the remastering of that, I think? Or... Yeah, whatever the one was on Genesis. I don't know. It's on the Sega it... Genesis Mini as well. <clears throat> yeah, and it actually did not come out in the States initially. I have yeah. a reproduction of the Genesis cart, and it is a blast. So that's a good game. It's awesome. You are the coolest. I'm pretty neat. All I right. sure am. And then finally, World's End Club for the Switch. Oh, yeah. I heard good things. So I've never, ever touched this game series, but everyone is like, people that are into it are really into it. Like yeah. the T-shirts and the, the art style, I think, looks really cool. So I have no idea, but it, it seems really cool. Josh, Maybe a good entry would be into the Switch version. Josh, this is where our new releases <laughs> typically end, but this week we have a special treat for our listeners. We are going to start a new segment uh, with oh a guest, God. a guest host, and this is uh, Dale's Retro Recap. He's going to be telling you what's going on in uh, new retro games this week. You excited for oh, this? I'm balls out excited for this. <laughs> Uh, he's been putting these on our forums for, man, like the last year. Like Dale is, Dale is the lone forums member. Sometimes you know, like he's he's just dedicated AF, and uh, so he puts these out every week. If you go to our forums, the game page is basically, uh, you know, or the or the chat page is uh, all the threads. It's like four hundred of these threads, and then like one or two about TVs or movies, but. Um, so anyway, I appreciate Dale doing for this. He said, doing us, doing this for us. Wow. Uh, he said he's going to try to do this every week. So here's Dale. What's up, Mojo Weekly listeners? This is Mojo Menace community member Dale here with the latest week's worth of retro re-releases, remasters, and remakes. So let's get to it. Coming out in physical formats, we have Mega Man The Wily Wars getting re-released in its original Sega Genesis cartridge format from uh, Limited Run Games and Retrobit collaborating, and you can find this in open pre-order format on limitedrungames.com. Coming out for the PS4 in Japan territory, we have the Ninja Jaja Maru-kun collection, and that will also be available digitally in PS4 in Japan also, and it's also already been available in for the Switch also in Japan. Other digital releases uh, include in the G-Mode archives, we have the Shmup Dodon Pachi Dai Aoju DX for the Switch in Japan. Also for the arcade archives for the Switch, we have another Shmup Task Force Harrier. The Nintendo Switch Online channel for the NES and SNES received a long overdue channel update. Coming out, the latest updated releases feature for the NES. We have Caveman Ninja, otherwise known as Joe and Mac. Excuse me, that is for the SNES. We also have Magical Drop 2 for the Super Nintendo. And according to the Retronauts article, this was previously unreleased. Uh, it is a finished game, but this will be seeing its first official release. Also coming out for the Super Nintendo, we have Super Baseball Simulator 1000 and Spanky's Quest. And for the Super Famicom, we have Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War and Teikaitsu Brass Knuckles. Just a quick heads up before I head out of here, it is worth noting that the Mega Man The Wally Wars reissue cartridge is going for $69.99, which is a bit of a tall order for a Genesis cartridge reissue. It does come with some pins and collectible cards of that nature if you're into that kind of thing, but it is also worth reiterating if you missed out on the Genesis Mini from a couple years ago from Sega, 
that is still available on most online retailers for only $10 more at $79.99 and it has Mega Man The Wily Wars on it along with 41 other games so that may be a better bang for your buck. Alrighty, if you want a complete listing of all these, you can always find it on the Mojo Menace forums where I do a weekly listing of these. And with that, I am out of here. We'll see you next week. All right. There is Dale. Josh. Thanks, Dale. That's super hey. cool. You know, you know I, um, mentioning going back a little bit, uh, Stranger's Wrath, right? Yeah. I get to play Stranger's Wrath HD remake anytime I'd like on my gorgeous Ouya system. <laughs> Mark it so, down, kids. I'm, I'm, I'm already set. It's already on Ouya. I'm good. It's an Ouya reference, kids. Josh, it is time for the game spotlight. You've got it this week. Uh, first time ever, I hear. Um, I, I usually get skipped over, but this is the first one I think of the month for me. So. All right. So what do you got? I got a bit of a weird one. So, <clears throat> I've been digging into my Super Nintendo and Super Famicom collection lately. Yeah. And I was looking at my Enix games, or some people call Enix. Prior to being Square Enix, Enix used to make incredibly beautiful 8-bit and 16-bit games. And one of them that I wanted to talk about today that's half beautiful and half not really that special is called Evo, The Search for Eden. Mm. And so... Never heard first of it. First off, I can't believe it. A lot of people haven't. So first off, the music is all done by a fella who is called Koichi Shugi, Shugiyama, who you might know um, from Shugi. He does his music uh, under the Shugi label um, mm. for all of the Dragon Quest games. Like his oh. music is synonymous with Enix, uh, Enix royalty, basically. Um, he's done every Dragon Quest game that I know of ever. Um, even including like the Game Boy ones, the um, you know Dragon Quest Monsters stuff like that, um, the Dragon Quest uh, Builders games. He's even got something that Dragon Quest Tactic or Tact that it came out in 2020 for I think okay. cell phones. He did the music for that. Um, and it's weird too because in the 8-bit era we had the Dragon Warrior series. We had one, two, one through four. And um, oh, hold on, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. This is that old motherfucker. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the composer yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy oh, with yeah. with the guy the guy with the weirdly yeah. <laughs> the, he's ninety years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's uh he's he's kinda he's like a he's like an anti gay guy too, so there's that. Oh well he's an amazing <laughs> musician. I, yeah. well now never mind. Forget it. I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> no, I just I was like, I know this name, I know this name. Yeah, and he's like old as fuck. Yeah, okay. I got you. He's yeah. Super- old AF for sure um but when in a weird way um the Dragon Quest series for whatever reason Enix decided not to port them over to the U.S. uh during the Super Nintendo era like there was a a fifth and a sixth game that came out um between 1992 and 95 and we didn't get any of them ported to us man and Um, and five is like one of my favorites I love five it's excellent right and Mm -hmm. we wound up getting um six or seven sorry seven on the PlayStation one and then from there on, it was between, you know, the PlayStation and now kind of the Nintendo Switch, um, getting more uh, Dragon Quest games again. 
But we missed out on so much. And so Enix was coming out with all sorts of really strange games in the U.S. They ported uh, Paladin's Quest, which I enjoy as an RPG, but it's super, super, super bizarre. It's uh, got a very interesting color palette, uh, pastels and, and, and neon greens and pinks everywhere. It's really weird. It almost kind of gives you a headache while you're while you're playing it. Um, and not to mention several other games, including like the uh, the blazing... Soul, Soul Blazer series, sorry, Soul oh, yeah. Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and then the third one, which we never got in the U.S., Terranigma. Awesome games, beautiful, beautiful games um, that we wound up getting. One of the oddities, though, that I wanted to mention is Evo. And so this game, basically, it, it comes in a time in the early 90s. It came out in 1992 on the Super Nintendo and eventually came out in the in the U.S. in 93. Um, and it's considered like a platformer slash action game, but it's really more of like a, a life simulator or like a, almost like a Tamagotchi toy type game, huh. something like that, where you wind up starting the game um, underwater. You start as like a not necessarily like a single cell creature or anything like that, but you're a fish. Um, and the idea is from the beginning of the game, you start as a fish and the end of the game, you could either be a, an ape or a human or even um, there's interactions with UFOs and aliens towards the end of the game. And um, the beginning of the game is gorgeous. The soundtrack, amazing. Like, I would listen to it forever. I think this the, the Shugi, Shugi label music is fantastic throughout the game, uh, or for, throughout the beginning and the end of the game. Um, but there's this big, weird lull in the middle of the game where you have to grind so often and so badly um, that it gets boring. And it almost makes me wish that we had things like what you, you enjoy talking about now where you can auto-adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the game starts off, you get about two or three hours into it, you're underwater, and, and every time you um, kill another sea creature, you can eat kelp, you can eat uh, little fish and stuff like that. So it's almost that similar to, was that um, Feeding Frenzy, that type of game? Yeah. Much slower and much more Enix-y RPG style. You kill a couple things, you start to level up, and um, as you're leveling up, you get to level whatever body part you want to um, level up. It's your back fin, your front fin, you can, you can uh, evolve and, and grow horns. You can evolve your jawline and make your teeth stronger so you can bite harder. And um, what was really enjoyable about it was the very beginning of it where you start to level up and you start to like, get a feel for it. And then you wind up fighting this big giant shark um, towards the end of this uh, opening area. And it's difficult. You, the shark kicks your ass right away and you're like, well, what do I got to do? You got to go back and kind of level up a little more. So it's almost got to feel like a Echo the Dolphin a little bit because you're underwater and there's all these secret areas you can go to and little weird areas. And as you're doing that, you're grinding and you're grinding and you're leveling up a little more and your character is super powerful and you get like a big horn and big teeth and faster fins you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. And then you finally come back to the shark and you're like, shark, it's it's my time, bro. And, and the shark's like, nah. And then you start fighting. <laughs> Just like that. Nah. Nah. You start fighting and then finally you beat the shark and you're like, yes. Oh, I can't wait to see where this game goes. And as soon as the shark dies, Gaia pops up and this will be a uh, callback to how I started the show. Yeah. I said, I am Gaia. Every time Gaia pops up, it's I am Gaia. And um, this is beautiful woman with, you know, long blue hair that's waving like it's water. And she says, you're evolving. Now it's time for you to evolve and you're going to grow feet. And it's like, woohoo. Awesome. <laughs> I love feet. I love feet. I love walking. And so you hop out of the water and you turn into this one stupid little soft jelly looking creature with feet. And now you do the entire thing over, except for without all of the beautiful soundtrack of the underwater area. 
that Sh Shugiyama made, which was beautiful. Um, you start over everything. All of your uh, hit points are back down to 24 or whatever the default is, and you have to do all of that over again, the grinding, the grinding. You're hopping around on a single-layer platform area. We're basically walking from left to right, going back and forth, and just waiting for things to respawn. You find some big goat guy, and he's like, you can't fight me. And you're like, oh, bro. And then the goat kills you, and you got to go back further and then grind more and more. And then you come back, and you're like, now it's my time to shine. And he's like, nah. And then you <laughs> Nah. I love you the patois of this game. Anyway, it's got like five chapters like this. It is wash, rinse, repeat. Um, the yeah. first area is so promising, though. I feel like the developers were putting this beautiful idea together, and they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's just wrap it up, and let's get it home. Let's, 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 let's release this quick. And they're like, oh, sure. And so the beginning and the end, I, I feel, work really well together. Um, in the end, you start to you, you grow wings, and so you can fly over, and you're flying through all these areas, and it almost feels a... Uh, um, again, sort of like it did the beginning where you have this open area to do whatever you want. It's still a little grindy, yeah. but there's so much, so, so many weird things when you get past like the, um, becoming a mammal stage, um, where you grow wings and you, you, you work with, um, you know, all of these other creatures and they start speaking to you. And there's like this one area where you find this dinosaur and the dinosaurs are like, we're, we're dying out. This sucks. The mammals are taking over. And you're like, yeah, I know. And then, so you go to this, you go to this area and there's this one dinosaur talking about um, how he's going to grow his brain and the dinosaurs are going to come back or um, reptiles are going to take over the world or whatever. And he's talking to an alien and there's an alien ship that goes Whoop, and it just floats away. Yeah. That was a cool little like secret area. And you're like, what was that all about? If you would have <laughs> walked into that area at that right time though, you'd have never seen it. Sure. And so you wind up playing through the game even further. You get to be a human and you kind of save the world or whatever. And it's, it's got multiple endings too. So Enix was to toying with that way back in 1992 because you can actually join up. You can actually uh, decide you don't want to evolve at a certain point and you're happy with being a dinosaur. And if you do that, you get a bad ending where like you become fossilized because the asteroids come down and they, they hit the planet and you become one of you know them that are affected by that. And then the humans uh, and, and all mammal kind kind of take over the planet and stuff like that. So you don't get to see the rest of the game, but you do get an ending that way. Yeah. And um, all in all, I'm glad I played it. I don't know how much replayability it has here in 2021. I think it's a curiosity, and I think people could enjoy it. It's about a 10 to 12-hour type game. I swear the first two or three are the most enjoyable. But if you stick with the middle, um, where it's just kind of hokey and goofy, and the music is also not doesn't match it at all. It's really, really goofy. But if you can get through that and get to the ending where you start flying and stuff like that, it's a super, super enjoyable game, and I highly recommend it. It's a good one. Right on, man. Uh, you ready for the last question? <laughs> uh, always. I'm always ready for the last question, John. What do you take me for? Some kind of schmuck? All right. Um, I feel like I just I just feel like I'm recycling this question from before, but I, I can't keep track, man. We've done like 50... We've done What's 53. What's your favorite turbo graphics game? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's your favorite turbo graphics game, Josh? <laughs> no. Uh, Super Bomberman, our online free-to-play, whatever the hell it's called, it's coming out. Yeah. We were talking about skins, uh, Castlevania skins. What Hudson skin, and I'm going to take Master Higgins and Bonk out of the equation, what Hudson skin would you most like to see? Hudson character skin. On the uh, Saturn Bomberman, which did introduce being able to play as other characters like Bonk and stuff like that, yep. um, I always picked Kabuki from Kabuki. the uh, Far East of Eden series. So I would, nice. I would love to see a Kabuki. I'm, I guarantee we will never see that. Right. Although I never thought we'd get a Turbo Graphics Mini either. So either Kabuki or Landis 
from the Lords of Thunder game. All right, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I have one. This is not necessarily a Hudson character, but it is someone who appeared in a Hudson-developed uh, game, and I feel like uh, it's it's somewhat timely. Uh, I want to see Ken Chan from Kato and Ken. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Be, you know, he passed away a year ago. He was a, he was a, you know, it, it, people might know that game as JJ and Jeff, but in Japan it was called Kato and Ken, and it was based on uh, a TV series with a couple comedians, Kato and Ken, and uh, Ken just passed away like just over a year ago. I thought it'd be cool, you know, if, he, if they're like, hey, we're going to uh, salute our past as well as, you know, honor a Japanese, like, you know, icon, right? I would love to see Kato and Ken in a Bummerman game, and I would even love more to see them still animations of them. If you're standing too long, you know how Sonic would tap his toe, yeah, or Bonk might fall asleep. If Kato and Ken could just take a piss or like start poop, <laughs> pooping behind a bush or something, yeah, that exactly. would make it all worth it to me. That's right. Let's say Kato's playable and Ken's like taking a leak on a garbage can or something in the background. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, be amazing that'd be awesome it'll never happen because it's konami and they other than bomberman they like to pretend that hudson doesn't exist so bastards anyway all right that's it for this week uh and until next week you can find our stuff at mojomenace.com where we have forums mojomenace.com slash forums on the top right of that page is a link to our discord chat always good stuff going on there YouTube.com slash Mojo Menace is where Klaus and I post some silly video nonsense. And you can follow us on Twitch at Mojo Menace as well. And then on all the social medias, we are at Mojo Menace. Josh, that's called Synergy. Where can they find you? Wow. Showtime Synergy, just like Jim. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if you'd like to continue the Jim conversation with me, you can always find me on Twitter at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. All right, Josh and I have to go back to work. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.